Hello and welcome to My Dead Parents. I'm Brie Helders, your host, and today we have Courtney Arnett. Hi. Hi. Tell everybody why you're here, Courtney. Because my dad's dead. So, um, so dead. Because <laughs> he's dead. Because my dad's dead in a drawer in South Carolina. Oh, you went for a drawer? No, I didn't have any. I wanted, I no. My goal is one day to... Um, is to remove him from that drawer hmm. um, and cremate him because he's all alone in in um, in a drawer in a drawer in South Carolina. But the but it's the thing where it's his, you know, like it's not in the ground, but it's no. a whole body in, yeah. in a wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in that. And I also like we buried him with like ugh, I shouldn't. God, you're so stupid when your parents die, but like. <laughs> You bury, like, it's, you're so stupid. Like, I bought him his beautiful cashmere coat, like, to be buried in, and then, then you don't realize that they're really just going to cut the cashmere. Yeah. Like, I did not realize that they were, like, going to cut, you know, because they just, like, dress you on Oh, top. yeah, because they don't, yeah, they just put it on top, so they cut the back. And yeah, I was like, wait, you're going to cut that coat? <laughs> that, like, really upset me. But um, I also buried him in, like, with this necklace that I, like, wanted and I'm like, I can't believe I buried him with that necklace. That's so dumb. Yeah, people. I mean, it's. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't want to bury my parents with some stuff because I was like, well, these were the things that were the closest to them, and like, like their wedding rings, of course. Yeah. With my parents, and and uh, I think there was like like necklaces that they wore every or that were really important. But like some of theirs, I was like, but all of it. Like my papa wore. I always wanted his pinky ring. Yeah. I wear pinky rings, and he That's always awesome. wore a pinky ring. And and I was like, if there's one thing I want, it's the pinky ring. And my mother like agreed to let me have it. But like, um, they, but there was some stuff that I was like, I think that she, I I think that she would want us to hold on to that stuff. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking about that back in the day, but um, I mean, I know for now that like I'm gonna be cremated. My mom's gonna be cremated. Yeah. Nothing's coming with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um. I people hold on to stuff. It, ugh, I I I think it's a good idea to hold on to stuff. I want to be cremated and then like buried with seeds and become a tree. Oh yeah, I want to do that. I love that. I really really want to do that. I I I I want to actually like buy land and create my own cemetery. That's great. That's just yeah. Trees. Right. I mean, right after my dad died, we bought these like two little places. Um, like these two little drawers. They're like little things that you put your ashes in at our mm-hmm. church in Nashville. Like, so I'll be by my mom and then the other part, but she wants to be spread. Um, she wants to do the triple crown. So she wants to be at the paddock of like the Preakness, <laughs> the Belmont and the Kentucky Derby. I'm sorry. What? I know. That's what she wants. The, she wants her ashes to be in three places. Yeah. And what? it's the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> The Belmont? The Belmont and the Preakness. It's called the Triple Crown. It's the three horse races a year. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's really into horses? Yeah, I mean, yes. Okay. Very into horses. I mean, ideally. All right. Well, as long as she's really into horses, then it makes sense. She doesn't know how to swim, so I always am like, if you piss me off, you're going into water. <laughs> I'm like, like, what woman still doesn't know how to swim? That's crazy. <laughs> Is she terrified of drowning? Probably. If you can't swim, I imagine. You're- She's I also can't 66 swim years old and never had her ears pierced because her mom told her not to. Oh, 
she's got to go get her ears pierced. I mean, no, she can't. Her Why mom. not? Why? <laughs> she's holding on. Is her mom still alive? No, her mom died no. when she was 18. Her mom died. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Your mom lost both of her parents? By the time she was 20. By the time she was 20. Right. How? So she was 18 when she lost her mom. How old was she when she lost her dad? 20. 20. So 18, her mom died of cancer. And then at 20, her dad I think he had like a heart attack. He died. Um, it was an eventually like it ended up. He had a heart attack while he was in the car, so it ended up being a car wreck. But mm. he died. Was anyone else injured? Do you know? No, no, no. But it was that you know that like that scene in a movie where you get the knock on the door and there's an officer there and oh my god! In my mind, it was raining, but <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Um, I just think. Do you did you ever watch the movie Witches? No. um there's like a scene there's a scene in it that like that was what haunted me about this movie was um them getting the knock at the door from the police officer holding like his mother's silk scarf that (gasps) she wore out and they died in a car accident no that's the worst oh it's the beginning of the movie also you have to watch this movie it's based off of a book i think I've never yeah. read the book, but I watched the movie as a child and it's really good. Um, but I mean, that was terrifying to me as a kid, like the I, losing my parents. Also, I was raised by um, a, a people that were a generation up, like they were like grandparents yeah. age. Sure. And my my mother was my biological grandmother. And then my father was her husband that I wasn't technically related to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, but but I knew they were older, and my my mother had so many health problems. She'd had something like like twenty six surgeries, <gasps> and some of them were really serious. And I remember there were times like waking, just different stuff. She just she that was something she always like knew and said about herself. So was that like, was that difficult having older parents growing up? No, because they didn't act old. They didn't act old, and I didn't notice until I had my daughter that there was a lot of stuff that they couldn't do because it was just all I knew sure and even sure. just their dynamic like they would take me to do stuff and they would s- just spoil me in different ways or have or or interact with me with in different ways but they wouldn't climb in the Chuck E. Cheese slide well I think nobody should I I want to get in there <laughs> as a parent I want to get in the Chuck E. Cheese jungle gym it's been years since I've been in a ball pit <laughs> I want to get but... in I don't want to get in a ball pit it's disgusting <laughs> I and love I a don't ball pit. I don't like a ball pit and I don't like the smell of socks so oh yeah I mean oh like child there socks was... and grease yeah there is an actual smell in a ball pit yeah. I mean it's been years it's but... socks and French fry grease yeah I wasn't really an active child so I was like. <laughs> living my best life in a ball pit (laughs) oh you were just chilling out in the ball pit while everyone else was it's also like when you would go to it's also like when you would go to um like the roller coasters like i i get very nauseous Mm -hmm. so i was just like always in like the coca-cola chill zone like the cool mist like (laughs) (laughs) i um i i'm I'm also not a roller coaster person i'm like a i'll hold the jackets kind of person so i guess it's not much different in that my daughter wants to go on all the crazy rides sure. already and she's three and a half and she wants to ride like the giant slide that somehow she's of height requirement to be able to do that where she wants to go on Space Mountain at Disneyland and I'm like, no, I would never no. do that because I always no. like, I've always been morbid. Like I always think like every time I'm in the car, I'm like, there's probably somebody in my backseat. I'm going to get killed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I always like think I'm going to die. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> 
do you think part of it is because I I talk I've talked to a lot of people about this. I think we were raised in like the generation of like fear. Like well, yeah, because that's how my mom parented. Yeah, and I think that's how my parents parented me as well. I was terrified of getting cuz also abduction in the 90s. Oh my god. I was like so afraid of getting abducted and almost got abducted one time. A guy, we were on vacation and a guy was like trying to like get my attention, trying to get me to come over to him. And my sisters almost got abducted but one time at an IHOP, at the same IHOP where I was named. I was named at an IHOP. Oh. Well, yeah, which is I think the more alarming part of this story. <laughs> but all, fast forward seven years no my mom and i had a um like had a code word <gasps> and that like if somebody ever came to pick me up yeah from school and like was a stranger and didn't know the code word yeah then then obviously that person was trying to like sell me into like sex trafficking at a young age yeah but um no the code word was bobby which was my um it was my bunny and i still have the bunny like my mom had this bunny before what? yeah i still what do you mean? It's like my stuffed animal. Okay, not a real bunny. Oh, God, no. Okay. No, a stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have its carcass. It's taxidermy. I, I thought you taxidermied your bunny. Oh God, I, I hope I'm getting into taxidermy. <laughs> I want that to be part of me. <laughs> Maybe take your dad out of the drawer and just taxidermy him. Did you even think about that? No. No, but I will say that I do sometimes think about what he looks like. I like. Oh, I'm, I do. I'm very interested in like the decom. Like, is he embalmed? Yeah. Oh, he just looks like soup. Oh, is that what happens? You, well, you just soupy? turn. You just get a bit like soupy. You get a bit slimy. I'm very into like the decomposition. What is it? Yeah, decomp decomposition. Yeah. Yeah, of like what the body does i am too i think about it all the time and i think because because i because my family died like six months after another and i'm like it'd be fascinating to dig all of them up and just see six months apart how all these embalmed bodies look like my granny she was now like two years ago ish and yeah she's i she was also a very small so woman she's a, she's obliterated so you go to soup and then you go to just bones skeletons i think even your i think everything goes soft when you're embalmed it's an insane chemical wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah 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 but do you know about abraham lincoln no he was our president no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> call me as a single <laughs> um so he like because of so they when he died they did a tour of him they toured his body around America to like yeah. hit all the states up like a little body tour. Like the Pope. Like the Pope. But because of state regulations, he had to be embalmed in every single state. <sighs> and being embalmed that many times meant that he just didn't decompose. So like he his body was stolen some years later. Let's say ten let's say five, ten years later. And when they they got the body back it was still in the coffin but they had to open it up to to run tests to make sure it was him yeah. when they opened it up they were like he looks the same 
Whoa. Because he had been embalmed. So many times. So many times. How many times? I don't remember how many states existed at no, the time. No, I take a water pill 45. every night just to look this good. So nobody's putting more fluid into this body. Don't. I'm so, I'm so not on board with being embalmed. Obviously to each their own. But for me personally, I really, really don't want it. But I'm also really against like putting makeup on corpses. So I'm like the only way you're getting a viewing of me is if you don't embalm me and you put you don't put makeup on me, which I think is illegal. But I really want to be buried in like an all black McQueen dress. So oh, I mean, flawless. I mean, obviously, obviously, like a vintage one when yeah. he was still alive. I mean, obviously, obviously. It's so weird. Yeah. So my dad's been uh, he's been gone for fifteen years. Um, March seventh, and it's still really hard. It is still really hard, and you know. What I don't know what what you've done, but um, you start you start doing rituals every year when they pass. To me, I personally do. I don't know okay. if, you've, if I'm I'm not at the one year mark. Oh Jesus Christ! I know, I know. But I I've I've talked to people about people have like sat me down and been like, look out for anniversaries. Don't you know? It's, yeah. Just be careful with yourself. And you, I've heard that like in AA, for instance, like mm-hmm. everybody is really conscious of your anniversary and they're like, don't make any life to, big life decisions during this time. Like if you're within three weeks of your anniversary. And I think oh. it's probably similar for dead parents. I mean, possibly. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I live my life in a really teetering the line of alcohol abuse, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're sipping bourbon and it is, it's like 11 o'clock. It's like 11 o'clock. It's fine. Um, and I sound like I've like smoked a 10 pack of like marble reds, but that's fine. Um, even my mom texted me this morning. She's like, warm your voice up. I'm like to talk about my dead dad. <laughs> what did she think about you coming on? Oh, she thinks it's great. I mean, I talk about my mom all the time. I mean, my dad all the time. I mean, but um, for anniversaries per se, um, we do the same thing every year. My mom and I will either, if we're together, we're together. But if we're not, we go to a bar. Mm -hmm. I always order a dead soldier. Like I order my dad a a scotch. I I always order him a um, a glass of Oban. Sometimes I drink it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll just like let it sit there. And at 5.30, which is like the time he passed, um, I listened to What a Wonderful World uh, by Louis Armstrong. And uh, you have your three minutes and 25 seconds of tears. And then mm-hmm. I call my mom and we like, we'll tell a story and we cheers to him. And then we we, we go on. Yeah. But I like... That's, I like that. I like that. I might use that. My mother loved that song a it lot. Was, I might do the it. song and a drink thing for each of them, except for my mother drank. She didn't drink at all. And then when she did drink, she the only two drinks she would order would be a Bailey's and cream or a tequila sunrise, which are oh. two drinks I don't want <laughs> at all. I love scotch. Why couldn't I have had a scotch drinking mom? I know. But um, yeah, that's what I would... Um, that's what we do. Um, oh, and I did get a tattoo of his actual signature. Oh, Because cool. now my mom always said, um, the things that you need to hold on to when your parents pass is um, you forget how they, how, what they, what they sound like. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I got, there's this girl um, that I went to college with and her parents were like, her dad was like in the radio business and, um, 
Lisa, her name was Lisa, I forget. I think her name was Lisa Croft, but that sounds fake. I think that's, you're thinking of Laura Croft, like the Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I, I know it was Lisa. Maybe it was cats. Who knows? Anyways, her dad actually got the um, recording of my dad's voicemail. So I'd be like, hi, this is Jim. I can't come on the phone right now. Yeah. And for the first couple of years, I would, it was, it's on a CD and I used to play it and I, talk to it and like leave messages about my day and um but it's very important to hold on to like how they sound yeah and because my mom was like I really feel like because my mom her parents passed away by the time she was 20 so she's also like when a parent passes it's almost like that's or even any trauma in your life I think that's like where it stunts your growth like it stunts where it Like whatever you were meant to be going through in that time. Yeah, but I feel like it stunts you like you become that girl again, like regardless of age. Like say I was like experienced something very traumatic, like child abuse. I feel like if there was something up going on like in my life, I automatically like go back to that 14 little like that 13 little 13 year old girl. Okay, yeah. Like I was bullied. Right. I was really bullied in um, in lower school and uh in middle school and i feel like sometimes like even now i mean this is obviously because i've had like an extreme amount of therapy but like i feel like sometimes even now if somebody's like coming at me sometimes if i don't process it correctly i become this like 13 year old little girl again right 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 it's like being bullied yeah so anyways um interesting I don't know. It I, makes it makes sense. Yeah. I, I I think that I revert back to the like I I I had a really crazy childhood sure. and um and had to be incredibly strong and in some ways like my my therapist would say was I my therapist would say I was robbed of my childhood and yeah. um and I'm I'm spending a lot of time learning how to have compassion for that little girl that um and remember that like I am that person like that's not a separate person from who no. I am and um but I but I had to learn to be very very strong and it's so easy for me in in a time where I need to be like my reaction is that I go back to that like oh I toughen up and I like deal with it and you don't cry and you just do what you got to do and you like you just take control of everything and you figure it out and like that is like if I if I have no idea what I'm doing no idea what the fuck is going on or how to process Mm -hmm. that's what I revert to that's 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 the most natural thing well that's a better choice than like what most people do is like fetal position and cry because it's more effective but it's not any more more harmful I get more shit done but it's not any more harmful to me as a person absolutely because you're not yeah you're not experiencing it emotionally yeah um I also feel like there's like a weird there's a weird club when when a parent dies oh yeah dead parents club yeah it's totally like I'm like shit world's shittiest club yes yes yeah, it really is. Where you know who around you has dead parents and they're the only people who get it. It's a weird, it's a weird different way of living. Especially when it's like, also it's like if you have like dead parent, divorced, like if you have like, if you're like checking them, if you're like yeah. mm-hmm. checking the boxes, you're like, I get you. I don't mm-hmm. even know you mm-hmm. and I like you. I kind of can only have people around me 
that have some some of the stuff, not all of it, but but some stuff. Boxes have to be checked. Boxes have to be checked, and it's mess. And it's and it's not about like I judge people who have had lovely childhoods. I mean, when I if I'm drunk, I, I have like a bit of a sass of like, oh, how nice for you. You sound like you were loved. Like, like oh, your parents are oh, together. They're still together, and they love you. They love you so much. <laughs> and when they come to town, they take you to Target. That's What's so, that like? That sounds so. Oh, nice. you guys. Oh, you you're you're clearing out the calendar because you have a real big thanksgiving to real get big to thanksgiving that you have to go someone's gonna cook for you yeah and meanwhile my scarf. mom walks into the room right now and it's a fucking family reunion because that's yeah. all i got yeah same we i i i go for family reunions at the cemetery yeah <laughs> my least favorite way to visit family are they buried here in california yeah they're in whittier all of them in a row oh <laughs> that's why you think I'm fucking around? Nah, that's where I go visit my family at the cemetery. That is really crazy to think about. Like, at least you visit them. I mean, like my mom, like like I said, my dad's in a fucking drawer in the Carolinas, in Florence, South Carolina. My my mom's parents are in Missouri. She's like, when the fuck am I gonna go back to them? Where's your mom? Oh, she's in Nashville. Oh, cool. <clears throat> yeah, Nashville's cool. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Frothy monkey. Oh yeah, Et Belmont. Okay. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Oh wait. So is Belmont? Is that one of the races that? Oh, that is the race. That's I one of the race scatter. Good callback. Yeah, is like. Mm-hmm. We so we were uh before we got started we were talking sure. a little bit about family and yeah. and and what it means. You were talking about your horse because your friend came out and you guys were like talking and laughing for hours. I think in probably a way that you would with like an old family member or a sister and just like yeah family yeah, is it felt like that because a weird word family doesn't yeah family to me does not mean that like you're my biological brother or we're blood related family is, is a feeling to me yeah like family is definitely like like if you can't like i i, I got to choose and yeah. i feel luckier than most so I think also though there's got to be a, a a hint of like once you're in you're in. Oh yeah, you know and and like I I have friends that I'm like oh you're you're like my best friends and you obviously they are a version of a family, but you know how many I could say I could, I have a few of them that like I've been through so much in the last year and they showed the fuck up. That's and good. I would show and they know I know that they have not a single doubt before any of this happened. Rewind a year and a half. I know that they knew that I would show the fuck up for them as well. Yeah. Because also that's just how I am. I'm insanely loyal. Yeah. Like when my dad died, I called my best friend, um, Diana. And um, it was like Diana, Meredith and Jacqueline. And they all were going to Auburn uh, University at the time. And they all got in the car and they showed the fuck up. Yeah. And like. It was great. Like that's we, your like, fucking family. That was my fucking family, and like, and they still are. I mean, they all have their lives of their own. But like, there's something about when they sh- when somebody shows up for you at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, they will, regardless of like if we like drift apart or what. Like they shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. That and that's exactly what family is. You get preoccupied with your own life, but when you really need them. <laughs> That's what got me emotional. No, that's that, that's that's, that's gotten got me, me on. That's this conversation is what's gotten it's me like as who well. Shows it's who that's... shows the fuck up. It's who shows the fuck up for you. And and like and and I I actually like also get really emotional just thinking about there's some stuff that I've moved past and it's not even the thing, the trauma of it that 
that hurts me anymore. It's thinking about myself and what I was going through and God, how broken I was and like how I don't even know how I would have gotten through it if it wouldn't have been for my fucking friends. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been for like, and we like, we were talking earlier about like living in LA and living in a city where it's, people don't know you. People didn't know you when you were a kid or didn't have these memories to share with you. And I think when you have a dead parent, that's the stuff you think about. People who don't have dead parents yeah. or a dead sibling or something like that, they don't think they they were never made to think about it. It won't just won't be real for them. Like you need people around you that knew you before you were who you are now. Yeah, and that's really tough because that makes you feel <clears throat> even more isolated when you like I moved around a lot like I went to college in Boston and I lived in Chicago for nine years and then I moved here and pretty much like every city I didn't really have a support system like I yeah. built my own support system and so I feel very lucky about that because um you know I have a now I have a lot of friends in different cities but at the same time it's like you still have to go back to that moment where regardless of who lost who who you lost like if it was like a teenage friend or whatever whatever impacted you like who showed up who yeah. showed up and you're never gonna you're thankful for that person forever I'll never fucking forget i'll never forget it and and they have my loyalty for, for sure life yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and yeah like i said they did they did before that but even more so now it's not i it's something that i can't even in some ways, I haven't even fully addressed it. Like, I haven't even properly thanked them other than what I was able to muster up in the moment. I wasn't able to... I still have to go back and talk to those people and be like... Because it's still just so hard to say, but just like, hey. Thank you. Fuck, thanks. Don't know how I would have done it. Genuinely have no idea how I mean, I like, my that. dad died during spring break, which was, like, kind of great because I didn't have, like, miss school or anything. Um, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Because that would have honestly been the worst. Well, I know, but I was like, you know, I was like BFA in college and I like, I don't know. But anyways, I um, I went back on Monday and it was just like, everybody's like, what did you guys do on spring break? And I was like, I buried my dad. <laughs> That's a quick turnover. Died and buried over spring break. Yeah. I mean, I missed like one week prior. So he like. Yeah, like I was in this production of, I was in the production of like the main stage production of Twelfth Night. And um, actually my dad's passing story is like a really good story. And it's like super bougie for a second. All right, go on. But um, yeah, it's pretty no, cool. I want to hear it. <laughs> so um, my dad was supposed to come up to see me in this. I played Sir Toby in Twelfth Night and I was a junior in college at Emerson in Boston. And um, he was supposed to come up and... Uh, no one had told me that, like, no one wanted to, like, quote-unquote, upset me. So no one let me know that my dad was already on hospice care. What? So, because my dad had cancer. Yeah. Um, so um, nobody, for the for the listeners, <laughs> um, <laughs> my dad had cancer. Uh, I love Sloan Kettering, and I love, um, oh, what's my favorite? My favorite, um hospital it's in texas md anderson md anderson's incredible but um anyways so he was on hospice care and so his wife of the time uh called my mom and was like she's he, your father is not going to make it through the night oh my 
Whoa. And, and you I, didn't even know that he was I didn't there. even know that. It I was mean, like, you knew he had cancer, but you didn't know it was. I didn't know it was like right now. Like yeah. I just thought like dad can't travel. And yeah. so what was crazy about it was like I had a matinee the next day. Jesus. So I called my director and I was like, can we cancel the matinee? Like I have to fly home. My dad's going to pass late. Apparently he's going to fucking die. And so my director was like, no, like, are you kidding me? Like we're, we're sold out. Like you, you can't do that. So my mom, he wasn't understanding of like your dad dying. No, he was understanding, but like, I didn't have an understudy and like, you can't just cancel performance. And like people's families were there to like yeah. see them in this. And like, it was a really good production. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> which sounds so crazy now. So it took me like an hour to get in because Sir Toby's a man. So it takes me like an hour to like get into the costume, like with a full beard and a wig and like yeah. a fat suit and all this shit. And my mom would stand in the wings. Like she was fine. But then like intermission, I was like, I need to see you at intermission. Like I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I don't see you. So I like, she like would stand in the wings and I was like, please just stay back here with me while I finish this goddamn show. And so I didn't, after my last scene, I just missed curtain call and like went downstairs and like, we were very fortunate at the time. Um, We were like financially blessed at the time. Um, My mom chartered a plane. We had a private plane and um, I'd missed curtain call and like went downstairs and like my best friend Kyle Crand again I'm only crying about the friends about the friends yeah mm-hmm. and um we, like Mario was like this driver and like he took us to the airplane because I was like oh my god and it was also also the night of the Oscars and um we got on the private plane again it sounds like so fucking bougie but my mom was like i don't give a shit like i'll cash in everything like we're gonna you're not missing the passing of your father yeah and um the plane had a beautiful assortment of fruit um it was (laughs) pre-ordered but anyways um we got there and i'm expecting that my dad's gonna be on his deathbed because that's the way his wife at the time was making it sound fucker you know like you know how people like they get that like second wind right before they die? Yeah. Got that fucking second wind. Whoa. And he was up and he's like, Courtney, I know it's the Oscars. Here's everybody who's won so far, like had written it down for me. And, oh like, my gosh. So sweet. And um he passed away like five days later. But um Were you there for the full five days? I was there for the full five days okay. and they were horrible. Um, it's probably why it's so raw still is because I have no closure on my father's death. It was kind of robbed from me from the woman that he was married to at the time. Um, because we had all became very close because my father was having an affair on my mom and uh, which my mom and I found out at the same time. And this yeah. Wo- so, okay. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah. You and your mom found out at the same time. Yeah. That he had been having an affair. Yes. After he already had left her. Or no, while no, they were so still that, together. This is like a flash, like go back. Like, okay. Within like, so basically I was at a dance competition. So was my mom and I come wait, home. Wait, 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 wait. We have to take a break. Oh, sorry. And I feel like we're coming in on a big story. So let's take a break. And then when we come back, uh, you tell me about. 
I'll tell finding you, like, out about the affair. And I'll like keep it quick. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Let's hear about it. Let's hear it. Yeah. So we were talking about like just on break, we were talking about like what makes a death like give it the weight is like what leads up to it. Yeah. And so I think it's just like because it just like it feeds into like where your mindset is and it's like what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. So um, basically like my parents, um, my mom and I like came home from Myrtle Beach for a dance competition and we had like set up a, um, we had set up a uh, uh, answering machine in the guest bedroom. How old are you? I was 15, 16. Okay. I was like 16. And so um, we had set up an answering machine in the guest bedroom because uh, the one in the kitchen wasn't working. Obviously, this is like the 90s. That's why there's an answering machine. (laughs) And um, my dad didn't know about the answering machine that was broken in the kitchen. So he didn't know that we set one up in the um, guest bedroom. So it recorded a conversation between him and this woman. Whoa. And so we kind of like stopped, listened to it, rewinded it. Like rewind, like rewind, listen to it again, and we knew what it was. And we're a very close family, so um, I went to a friend's house that night, and like mom basically just like went and like beat the shit on my father, and like verbally. And over the next like year and a half, it was kind of like um, this woman was like, my mom played like she was like, like. She was a fucking detective and like would go MacGyver on his shit and like figure out like all his passcodes and know when she the woman was coming in and like intersect them and like oh my gosh. you know and that itself becomes that. But my mom. So was, did he say that he was going to stop seeing this woman? But just kept he did. Her? He did. Like he did. He said like Ugh. when he was like past like when he had cancer, we went to Charleston for a trip just he and I and he was like, I want you to know that like I really did try to break it off, but it was like. She was so manipulated, like manipulative, and it is what it is. Now, cut to, so they get divorced, and cut to, um, they had a very amicable divorce. Like, they were, like, still best friends. But Really? Yeah. Even though he'd had this affair? Yeah, my mom actually was, like, what's sad, but she, like, tells me that she was, like, can you go do this for a while and just come back? Because I love you yeah. so much. I just, like... But she wanted him happy, and so she, like, Mm -hmm. did the, um, she just let him go, Um, which she, like, regrets because I think, like, the guilt and everything, and I don't know, in my mind. She regrets letting him go? Yeah. After, like, years of him having an affair. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it's almost like a blessing in disguise that he's gone because I don't have to deal with this woman anymore. But, um... Like, she has, like, two children, and, like, so the past, the final days of my, cut to the fact that, like, what led up the five days, right? So we get off the private plane, and we're, like, there, and now we're in this woman's house, and during the time that my dad had been diagnosed with cancer, my mom, like, and I, like, were very much involved with this woman. I mean, she, like, I wanted to be there for my dad, so she was always there, right? And I do give her credit for like the six months that you know she was there and caring for him or whoever whomever was um hospice regard or whatever i mean 
she was there. So I have to give yeah. her some respect. But at the same time, I still blame her for a lot of things. And because the the day before my parent, my dad passed, he was like, um, she was my parent, my mom and I and her and her daughter, one of her daughters, uh, got into a big fight and she was like, you know, like it was a game to me and I fought and I won. And my mom was like, great. I was married for 22 years and it was a fucking game to you. Like, fuck you. And so she was like, get the fuck out of my house. And my mom and I were like, great, we're leaving tomorrow. Forget it. She was like, get out of the house. So we got out of the house and, um, we were like essentially kicked out of the house. And, uh, when, so when was that? That was like a day before my dad died. Wow. And, it was just all came to like a helm. It all just came to the head of just like, what the fuck, Wanda? Like, I don't think you understand what you did to this family and how much we fought for it. And my dad, and she was like, she like actually like literally admitted, like I played dirty and I won. And to me, it was about winning. God. And it was just like, what the fuck? Any woman that can, I don't, I don't know. You know what? The thing about like, don't fucking use your sex to hurt other people. And that's what it right? was. I don't care who you have sex with. I don't care what you do with your genitals as long as it's consensual. That's just my rule across the board. But don't use your sex to fucking and hurt I'm people. Not if saying somebody that has my dad, a family. I'm not like, t- like, I'm not like getting my dad like a, a free pass. You no, know no, I mean? no, he, no. I mean, that's kind no offense, but it is kind he of the paid move to of play a as well. man that like, but like can't just say no for my his own family. It's true. Yeah. And my mom was like, what? So, because you say that you like, you didn't drink for 10 years and now you want to, you want to drink and get your cock sucked? Like, I'll fucking do all that. Get your fucking whiskey out. Like, <laughs> I'll suck your cock. What the fuck? Does it have to be this woman? So anyways, yeah. um, the passing was um so i'm in this woman's house and my dad about that time had like literally recreated like our family like he bought a maltese we grew up with maltese's he kept calling the maltese snowball which was like what our dogs was named and i was like that's not fucking snowball and wanda's just being dramatic like wanda like got her goddamn nails done the day my dad died and like like the, the day after my dad died she got her nails done and called the bank like fuck off so Anyways, um, my mom and I were sitting outside and we we're like singing a song and uh, a wind. We were singing the song. We were about to like literally like pack up and leave. We we're like, fuck this place. This place is toxic. Like I'd die here. So um, <laughs> we like sing the song and this breeze goes by. And I go, I think that was dad. And my mom was like, I hope that was dad. And then all of a sudden, one of her her oldest, Wanda's oldest daughter comes out and goes, you need to get into the bedroom. Your dad passed. And I said, okay. So I go into the bedroom. And, like, also, like, everything was robbed from us. Like, mom never had, like, a closing time with him. Like, Wait, was he at the house? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So he was at the house. And so um, we, I went in. Wanda immediately takes a picture of my father and puts it next to him and is like, this is what he looks like and starts putting baby powder all over my dad's body. Uh, what? 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 And it was like, he smells. He smells. And I'm like, what? What? 
What? So my dad had taken a shower the night before, like for the first time. And like, and he, t- he looked in the mirror and it was like, God, if I knew I looked this bad, I would have died days ago. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but anyway, so I was like, get everybody out. So everybody got out. And, um, you know, I, um, I put, he had been choking on something in his throat for a long time. Like there was like some fluid there. Oh yeah. There, well, there's like the gurgle and there's like, yeah, they, they, they get like. So I put him on his side. Yeah. And that came out. Yeah. Which is fine. But then I put him back and I, um, I took the, all the baby powder off of him and it was just me and my dad. And I put him in a Tommy Bahama shirt and I put boxers on him because I didn't want him to like, I don't know. I just didn't want the coroner to roll him out without boxers because he loved boxers. (laughs) And um, that was a good moment. But you could like, what I still remember and I still in my face is like, he didn't want to go. Like he literally was like the day, like two days before he died, he was like, I caused all this pain. I should just die because this is all my fault. Just seeing like you guys be broken. Yeah. And then the fighting with Wanda and her kids. And like, also it was like a very weird time. Like her daughter, her eldest daughter was going to be getting married. So she like, she wanted, I guess my father to like walk her down the aisle. So she like put on her wedding dress and came downstairs and like held my father's hand and like played a song. And was like, we're doing a father daughter dance, and I was like, "What is that? Fucking weird." (laughs) I was like, "This man needs to die, and he needs to die now." Because if he doesn't die, I'm gonna die. Because this is ridiculous. Don't you, out of like, out of, uh, I don't know, passive aggression, I guess, like wish he would have died right then. Yes, it was like so. She walks out in her wedding dress, and he's just like dies right. There. And it was so fucking weird. And like I said, so like like he passes away, and like the, my mom was like, "Don't watch him be rolled out by the coroner." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it ain't cute." She's like, "You're not gonna want to watch it." And then, like I said, like my mom was twenty by the time she was de- by she time her parents had passed. And yeah, she and was you were watching, 20. and so I she was, was twenty when her parents died. Yeah, and so she's died. watching me be twenty, watching me bury my father and she was 20 watching her bury her father yeah and um it was it was like like she was also like like you could have like a visitation before the visitation you know like mm-hmm. just yeah, you yeah, alone yeah. yeah and she was like i think you need to go talk to your dad and i beat the fuck out of him i like i pounded on his chest and like, I was like 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 before he was embalmed no, he was embalmed. He was at this embalmed point, okay, before yeah. like the viewing. But right. I like beat the beat him on the chest, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you! This is the worst fucking funeral. This is the worst way to fucking pass. Like I'm so fucking pissed at you." And it was really cathartic. Yeah, but anyway, so good that you got that out at the at the funeral. That was even worse because it was robbed because um, like. I was barely in the obituary. Wanda like created a slideshow that I was in one photo of. Oh my gosh. My mom wasn't allowed to sit with me. At how the does funeral. this woman two questions. One, how does this woman come into this man's life and 
persistently like I don't know enter into some sort of war with your mother which is bonkers because also it should never even be a question once you have a kid with somebody once you once you have a family with somebody they take precedence if you're unhappy and you want to leave then okay you raise a child together separately but like your family is your fucking family you grow up and you have a baby and that's your fucking fam and that and like i i don't know maybe i'm now just like projecting my own personal shit but like the fuck man like I don't know, I, this woman ruined last to not even years. respect that he spent. <clears throat> like you love somebody, but you don't respect what they spent twenty years of their life with. That's not no. loving an entire person. No, it's just not to a point where, like, after he fucking passed, I like wanted some shit of his. Yeah, and I like was like, can I have this picture? And she was like, that's my favorite picture. And I'm like, you don't even know when the fuck that picture was taken. And also, sh- this bitch is remarried. And still keeps my father's name. She still keeps Arnett. She is re-fucking-married. And now, I don't even know what her maiden name is because this bitch has been married so many times. But, like... This girl needs help. Like, she sounds like she's, like, a sociopath. Or, like... She's... I mean, literally, that's why we were talking. You and I were talking, and I was like, sometimes I think it's a blessing that my dad's gone because I don't have that in my life anymore. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> she's so involved in that family's life, in that my dad's side of the family. And That's I haven't nuts. talked to any of them. And that was only a few years of his life, right? I mean, they were married for like a year and a half. And like, apparently they were like fucking anywhere from like, <clears throat> I mean, Wanda was said eight years. That sounds crazy. I think maybe yeah. like, Eight years ago, they maybe like had sex once, but like, but entered into a relationship. They entered into a relationship like, like five, maybe five like, years before. He died. Maybe three. Okay, I say like a hard three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, there are vacations mm-hmm. that they went on. Yeah, while he was married to me, my mom. Ugh, gross. Like they would like go on cruises. Mm-hmm. It was like what? She's like just. I, it's fine. I mean, at least it's good to us. know. I mean, and I'm going to send this to her for Mother's Day, this podcast. <laughs> Happy and Mother's like, Day, <clears throat> you cunt. Happy Mother's Day, you killed my father. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think that's what it is. I, like, blame her a lot. I mean, yeah, I think. But, like, it's my him, mom. It's is him, also- too. And obviously, you know that. And, and <laughs> like, you're saying. also, like, I'm probably one to blame. Like, please don't hate me. Like, what? Like, my mom is like, you know, I could have been a better wife to your father. And, like, I'm like, no, mom, you decided to raise a kid. And no. Like, you raised a child. And you know what? I'm definitely just projecting my own personal shit on this now. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you become a parent, your role in your li- your family changes. Yeah. Like, you are split between so many different things. And the more, especially as a mother, or just whoever is the center of it all, right? There sure. tends to be one person, one parent, or I guess occasionally the kid, unfortunately, in some circumstances. But, like, I think most commonly it's the mom that ends up taking on so many roles. And, and trying to, like, balance all of that, it takes a couple of years. And I've I've heard from so many people that, like you don't figure it out for years how to like you know find the balance of like being a lover and a best friend and to make a woman feel like she was too good of a mom to be a good 
wife to be a good wife is insane. Like it's so And it's fucked. the job of both of them. And if you're if your wife or your partner, whether that be the mother or the father or whatever, or or your second mother or whatever, um if like if if they're so stressed out by parenthood that they're not able to give enough to themselves and therefore definitely not enough to give to their relationship, maybe take a little bit more of the work. Maybe take maybe take on a little bit more I don't know. parenting I mean, balance. And she like blames herself still to this day because she's like, I could have been a better wife and I could have uh, done this. Give and... me her fucking number. And I'm like, we you will but talk. like I feel so bad because like She's she's never gonna release all that. Yeah, and I can't do that for her. And yeah, you really can't. You're just not the person. No. Have you guys considered going to therapy together? Yes, we have, okay. and we have a very. I mean, my mom and I are best friends, and okay. um, like even like a psychic was like. I feel like you're carrying a baggage, like a maternal baggage. Like, don't carry your mom's luggage. And it's like, like if my mom listened to this, she'd be like, oh my God, great. Like, I'm just like, I just put all this on you and blah, blah, blah. No, but she's your best friend and you love her and therefore you feel guilt because, right? Do you feel some guilt because you're like, I I don't want to be the in any way the root of what's made you all backed up and unhappy or... It's not me. I just feel bad that like, she feels that like everybody she loved and gave her full life to has died. And mm. so I feel bad that like like I'm why she like probably lives. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. A lot of people feel that way who have dead a one dead parent and like single especially only children. It's so and she much wants pressure. To do it so right, right? She feels like yeah. she couldn't, she couldn't get the marriage right. She couldn't get. She didn't know how to make it right with that's her not, parents. But that's just not something that you can get right. It's not. No. That's just not how that works. I think it'd been better if like my dad had passed differently. Like yeah, just because the whole experience was so robbed from us, mm-hmm. I think is like why you I still hold it. on to it. Yeah, and I. And I still have anger mm-hmm. towards it. And I mean, we're 15 years in. I need to get the, f- I need to get the fuck over it. Yeah. And I never will. I and think I'm, you could. I think I have in many ways. And like, I think at some point you'll let the anger go and be able to just hold on to like your, I think maybe there's potential for your anniversary to change where you can look at that day and think about all of the really positive, lovely years. Because you know what? Here's the thing about having an affair. Here's the thing about cheating. It has nothing to do with the woman. It has nothing to do with the woman. She did not do anything wrong. She was just be, she was being the exact person that he knew he'd spent 20 years with. Maybe. I mean, maybe she was having a rough couple of years. Maybe she was distracted by maybe parenting. I'm okay and I feel bad that it was robbed from my mom. It, you're okay. I mean, I think that's the revelation here is right now is like that I'm seeing. I feel like I'm okay with the passing. Yeah. I really am. I think I'm more upset how it has affected my mother yeah. and how she's held on to it. Yeah. And I think she deserved better. She spent 20 years with this man and then in three years, 
divorce. has an affair. They have they go through a divorce and they then get he secretly dies. married. We find out that they're getting married within like we find out because there was an announcement. I have a half brother. We haven't spoken in fifteen years, but my half brother got married to this woman, this for his first marriage briefly to this woman and at the uh, rehearsal dinner we first met Wanda and um it was also announced at the rehearsal dinner that my parent that my dad and Wanda were engaged and were going to be getting married and this was like in speeches and my mom and I were like I'm sorry what I'm sorry what <laughs> I'm sorry what yeah I'm sorry what I mean that's insane disrespect so i think it's just like it's just a lot like the finding out about the fair together finding out about that my my dad's actually gonna get married together we were always in the dark yeah and then but at least you were in it together and i know i know but then i think it's and then finding out that like i'm gonna be doing a show but finding out oh your dad's gonna die tomorrow because he's been in hospice like my mom didn't even know my mom and i were like wait what so now, like, oh, I'm sorry. He's been fucking around on my mom. He's now getting fucking married. Now he's fucking dying. And we're always the last to know. Like, we're the last to the party. Yeah. And we're only a family of three. It's like such a slap in your goddamn face. It's and a I'm huge like, slap in the face. Go it's just insanely disrespectful. Go. You know what? Here's the thing that I that I always preach. We're around a lot of creatives. We're around a yeah. lot of musicians and actors. And, um, you know, Fuck with shit. You're especially as a. I say this to a lot of creative people. And I'm like, fuck with shit. You're gonna fuck with what? You're gonna fuck with drugs. You're gonna fuck with, I don't know, your weird experiences that you need in your life to yeah. like make sense of this short lifespan that we have, sure. and we go through our, you know, our midlife crises and our, and you need to like have your own it, whatever. You know what you don't fuck with? Don't fuck with your kid and your kid's mom or your kid's yeah. other parent. Whether that be a mom or a dad, don't fuck with that. You get one of those and it fucking counts and you don't get those years back. And it is the best, the most important thing you will do in your life. And no amount of success or other love or other validation means anything if you had to sacrifice your family to get it. I almost feel like I agree because I feel like go do your fucking drugs, go fucking like drink and whatever, do what you want to do. But like, don't fuck around on someone and take Mm-mm. somebody's fucking love for granted. Nope. And like, I almost feel like that is more hurtful than I will bury my whole goddamn family, but don't fuck around on me. Yeah. Like that's the, it's, it's so weird how that cuts deeper mm-hmm. than like other things. It does. This shit is sacred, man. It Especially is. when you get babies involved. This shit is sacred. Yes. And just, and you like, I, yeah, I, and that's like, so unfair to you and your and mom. And when that older sister came down in that goddamn wedding dress, I'm like, you're, so this is you're her fucking father. Oh, she has two kids, different fathers. Okay, but like, N- neither were his. Neither were my father's. Yeah, but like, I'm like, your father is up the goddamn street a mile and a half. <laughs> Go dance with him. Yeah, this isn't your dad. Leave Go to your mine dad alone. Also, he'd only she'd only known him for a couple years. Oh, yeah. It's not like he had double lives that were extended. I mean, maybe he did. I mean, that's like, these are the questions I would love to ask. Yeah. Because maybe he did. And we were just so involved with our own life that we didn't see it. And maybe that's why he created a second life. I can't imagine. 
Because I feel like that would be like a lot of stress, but on him. Yeah. And I don't feel like he's smart enough <laughs> to like have all those families. I mean, yeah, if your mom was able to catch him in. I mean, the man's passwords were always like one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the man, like, what? Like, what? What? Come on. Okay. Not that great at secrets. No, but yes. Do I miss my dad every goddamn day? Do I wish he see, I wish I could sometimes like talk to him? Sure. Am I happier that I still got my mom and it's not the other way around? Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm still blessed. Like I still have a great family dynamic. I have my mom. I have the fuckers that showed up. I have like, (laughs) I've created this weird fucking dynamic of family that I call family. Like I call um, a guy named Robbie, like my brother from another mother. And I have all of this. I can't wallow in it. Like I have to walk away. I'm sad that my mom still holds on to it. Yeah. And I'm so sad that she's been fighting to get over it since the day he died. Yeah. And she broke that day. Do you think that maybe that woman broke? Do you think maybe for her it was still unfinished? Like there was like their story wasn't finished and she was thinking, like, we'll give it a few years, our story isn't over. Absolutely. And then it just ended in the middle of the worst of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what's hard. It's because she didn't get to finish her story. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But like, I'm mad that this woman, and yeah, everybody's at fault, but this woman robbed my mom from so much joy. So much. That's, yeah. And the fact that like we couldn't sit together at the funeral and like, why couldn't you sit together at the funeral? I don't know. We were barely, we weren't even mentioned. People were like going up to, Wanda and was like I'm so sorry for the passing of your husband and like up to her children and it was like I'm so sorry about your dad mom and I we fucking bounced with my best friends we went to karaoke we sang I will survive and then we ended up at Waffle House at four in the morning (laughs) and then we woke up and we went to that fucking funeral the next day with glasses on hung over as fuck we're like let's do this and like yeah, like, and my brother wanted this fucking dove to be released and it, like, hit a window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't release doves inside. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, uh, well, fuck but Wanda. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it's literally like a death is like, who's, is, a death is a death. We're all going to die. It's inevitable. It's what's around you during that time. Yeah. I think is like, what your perspective and per, not your, what your perception is of death. Mm-hmm. Like a death can be great, you know? It can be. It can, it can be, be a really beautiful. peaceful and pretty thing. It could be fine. Yeah, it can. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, you can even get through it if it's unresolved. Like if they were at peace, you're never going to be at peace, maybe, but like that's, that's life. But like, it's what leads up to the death that really, I don't know what's if worse. You, but also I think that if you surround, if you're surrounding yourself with like solid, good fucking people that have respect, have values, have a code, 
um, are deep thinking, open-minded individuals, then you know the people you're leaving behind are going to be okay. You know, you know yeah. that they're going to communicate with each other and, and bond with each other in a way that is beautiful. And I think... Like, I felt like that with my dad. Like, I knew he was going to know that, like, my mom and I, we're going to be okay. You are going to be okay because you have each other in a way that's, like, deep and amazing. Oh, it was deeper than, like, anything that he could have even yeah. given us. Even he couldn't have given you he couldn't have given you credit for that because his no, actions would have been maybe different. And he gave us what he did. And like actually like after the affair, like and when my dad got cancer, I always say this. It it was the best version of my dad I've ever seen. Really? I loved when he got cancer. Cancer's not, now I like that. Say it again. I loved when he got cancer because <laughs> he was the dad I wanted. Yeah. And he showed up. Because it made him. It made him. It made him show it up. It made him show the fuck up. Because he knew his days were numbered. Mm-hmm. And then he just started living. And like, it's so true. Like when some people, like, there's that horrible, like, this is like a horrible cliche, but there's that horrible, like, Tim McGraw song. Actually, it's a really good song. Like, live like you were dying. But it's true. Because if oh you actually God. fucking. I absolutely know that but song. But if you fucking know. Yeah. Then you show the fuck up. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck. Then he started drinking. I was like, like, dad, you get a drink? Yeah. I'm dying anyways. <laughs> like, why don't, why are we not just living like that? Yeah, I mean, just hanging the fuck out. I mean, I think, unfortunately, now I do live like that. <laughs> like, it's maybe sometimes to the extreme where I don't get shit done. But it, like, <laughs> I've been, not? I've been living like that for the last year. But it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's certainly for now, it's okay. I'm just like, I... I make time for work and I have ambition and I t- I get my shit done, but I, yeah, you're going to be in a fog for years, but I'm in a bit of a fog and I'm just really valuing life. I think having a dead parent makes you value life in a completely different way. And I feel like I look, I'm, that's something that I don't have to worry about in therapy. I'm like, yeah, you know what I do like several times a week? make sure I have lunch with friends and like not not once a week or once every couple weeks like I meet up with friends I go for walks every Friday with my friend Lee I like I I I I, we I go and like make time to just connect with people that I consider close friends because that's all I've got that's all you got and and it fucking matters and you have to have a balance of those two parts of your life because our life is just this one span of years and we're not working towards one grand ending we're living it now and unfortunately that like it kind of all ties into like who you think's gonna show up because those people are gonna disappoint you as well mm-hmm. and like family's gonna walk away friends are gonna walk away but those people that like stay through all of it my God. Yeah. Bless yeah. those people. Bless those people. That's the family. And we, that's our family and we, we're fucking there for them too. Cause Cause they're going to go through it, it. And then when they do, they're going to be like, this is what, this is what you were feeling. My mom's best friend of like 40 years. She's had an, I'd had an affair on her husband. Her kids were like grown in their forties, but she had had an affair on her husband for like 15 years. Jesus Christ. And just recently, she buried her actual husband. Yeah. Well, now I know that no one's ever listening to this podcast that I know. <laughs> but um, she she buried her actual husband. And she looked at my mom. This was like three weeks ago. And she like looked at my mom and was like, 
I was never there for you during your divorce or when Jim died. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, she hasn't showed the fuck up since, but <laughs> at least she had that moment of clarity. Of like, and it's like, yeah. it's kind of cool when you've, if you've lived a real, like, unfortunate or like fortunate life, because I'm fortunate that I, I have a, a dead parent. I actually am. Like, I feel like it's making you live life in a richer way. Right. Well, I was always going to live, unfortunately, with my genetics, I was always going to live life in a, in a rich way. But like, um, <laughs> what does that even mean? It just means we're just doomed from the beginning <laughs> of how to live life. Because I, I mean, I spend more than I make. I've like always live like I'm dying, unfortunately. But like, because my mom has always done that too, like losing her parents at a young age. Mm-hmm. My mom's in so much fucking debt, but she doesn't give a fucking fuck <laughs> oh because she's God. like, what the fuck she's like it's just money you're not gonna get any and now all we have is memories yeah and i'm okay all right i'll sell a piece of art of hers in her house one day and i'll make payment like i'll be fine <laughs> you'll be fine i'll um, be fine we have to end this we have to end <laughs> but that's i think that's a good yeah that's that's our greatest revelation is just sell a painting and keep fucking around <laughs> yeah guys it's gonna be fine <laughs> your parents leave you with nothing Find something. There's a pawn shop <laughs> oh on every corner. <laughs> um, thank you right. for this. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Is I'm there anything... sorry it was all over the place. No, it was perfect. Is there anything you want to tell people where to listen to you in other places or see you in other places? Oh, um, well, my voice gets just a little bit more clarity on a show that's coming out called Party of One, which I am doing with the dear Lauren Frost. Yes. And um, you'll see. I mean, my name will pop up. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, and I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my sweet little angels. This is Brie Helders. Thank you so much for listening to My Dead Parents, hosted by me and produced by Julia Meltzer. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and keep with us on Instagram at My Dead Parents. If you have any questions or input, you can also email us at mydeadparentspodcasts at gmail.com. Bye. Hi, I'm Holly Laurent, and I have an improvised podcast called Mega, where my co-host Greg Hess and I play characters working at a fictitious mega church. Each episode features a guest comic playing characters who are part of our church staff or community. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out. Church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Campfire.